Yo, what up? Good morning. It's your girl, Killua. I am in the car, finally. Just dropped Beam off and headed toward the protest downtown um, for Palestine. So, South Africa and the International Court of Justice has set up a, a series of fucking events that hopefully will result in an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. And also just all across Palestine. Because right now, my, my like, my friend is in... So, Ghassan lives in Hebron, which is in the West Bank, okay? And his cousin was sniped uh, earlier on in this fucking siege. Um, and the issue with that is that Hamas is even in the fucking West Bank, okay? They're not. They've... They've been in compliance with Israel full effect to the point where they're allowing their citizens to be um, prisoners in their own homes. Uh, they're not allowed to leave their homes without permission. Um, they've built settler, uh, settler colonists, as they call themselves. They, they're just fucking terrorists who came in and took their shit. And I mean, I guess that's what you would call the uh, the settlers or the colonists from England um, they just came in and took the native people's shit and that's a similar situation only we're more evolved okay as people we can all agree that that's like not right Um, and there are certain things that people need to comply with that's why there are things like um, called war crimes and collective punishment is one of those things and so when Ghassan and them were in Hebron, they were attending a funeral for one of his cousin's friends who was sniped and killed by an IDF soldier. And then as they were leaving that funeral, his cousin was sniped. And I think it might have been Ramallah or another portion of the West Bank uh, where two boys were killed last night. An IDF soldier sniped a young boy, and when his older brother ran out to go help him, he shot the older brother as well. Can you tell me why two children are being sniped and why that's acceptable? Can you tell me that that isn't a form of ethnic cleansing when it's an apartheid state, meaning it's a two-state, so people are being treated differently based off of their lineage, right? Palestinian people are not allowed to walk on certain streets in Palestine in their own fucking country um there is a highway where Israelis can drive through to get into the main town of Tel Aviv whereas the people of Gaza and in the West Bank are required to go check in they've been treated as if they were terrorists but really it's just an apartheid state and so that's where it all boils down to it's um it's just basically another story of white people making brown people and their lives absolutely miserable so like just the same shit different day type of deal and this morning I was I was waking up so Braylon had a late start as she does on Fridays. But of course, I fell asleep on top of my fucking phone. And I don't know why her fucking alarm clock didn't go off. I set the alarm. It didn't go off. So I don't know if I just set it wrong or what. But I woke up late and I was like, oh shit, okay. Jacob was in the shower. 
and my clothes were in literally in the bathroom, like the clothes that I was going to wear for today to the protest. And I was like, okay, well I have to get Braylon to school. I thought that it was Braylon in the shower when I woke up and I was like, oh, my alarm didn't go off. So I, I went in to go knock on the door and tell her she had to hurry. And I realized it was Jacob and he was like, what? what and I could tell he was feisty as shit and I was like dude what the fuck like I'm just trying to get my clothes I'm sorry I thought you were Braylon he couldn't hear me he kept screaming why I said nothing like nothing never mind and I like walked away because Jacob and I are trying to repair the bond okay we're trying to because I was a bag of shit back in the day um I'm still trying to overcome that okay I'm trying to repair the relationship that I have with my child as and vice versa I mean it's not like it, he's been a fucking saint on his and trust me and so the two of us are trying to repair our bond and by doing that we take extra time to explain things like this like hey I'm sorry I raised my voice and yelled nothing I was just trying I thought that you were Braylon and I was trying to let her know that she needed to hurry then I realized that my clothes were in there and I was just trying to let you know you know, I'm, we're running late to get her to school and you kept screaming what? So I lost my temper and I said nothing. And because I care about him, I take the time to explain these things to him because I'm trying to fix what we used to do. I'm doing different things to try and resolve hurt feelings, right? I'm trying to be better at communicating and not lose my temper and try and take note of other people's feelings because it's important. Okay. That being said, it turned into a full fucking showdown between me and Jacob because he lost his temper after I lost my temper and we went back and forth and it just turned into this yelling match, which is never fun. And it's just difficult, right? So I'm thinking like, Okay, clearly he's having some type of episode. Uh, it's got to be that, you know, and his medication isn't working or maybe it's the dosage. I don't know. But the reality of the situation is we have one car for our family and he needed to utilize that car because he was actually, I thought he was going to Mod Pizza for work and he ended up calling out because he didn't think he could get a ride there but really he was just trying to get a ride to go pick up gear for a second job he was lining up which is great like I'm glad that he wants to take it upon himself to get two jobs do I think it's a bit much considering he hasn't even started school yet yeah yeah I do but am I gonna say that probably not because it doesn't get much done and this kid is going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do anyway. So I can guide him and I can say, listen, I don't think two jobs is a good idea. But at the end of the day, Jacob's going to do what Jacob's going to do. And so I didn't realize that that was the case. So I'm over here thinking that he just fucked off his brand new job that he got that he was so excited about because he told me he called out. Um, he needed me to take him to go in and get a couple things for work today, but he didn't realize Jacob that Braylon had school and Jacob didn't realize that I was going to be using the car in the morning. And so he had spoken with my mother and I love as much as I love her. Uh, she called me three times to figure out where we were yesterday. Uh, 15 minute inter intervals. We were only gone for two hours. Like that should give you an idea of where we're at. Okay. 
she her mind is like a sieve uh she said she was going to go out front and bring in some totes that we use to catch water up front in the hallway and instead she came up with a glass of water for me which she stole from Braylon <laughs> like that type of shit like it is not she's not operating with a full deck right now and so Jacob because he doesn't feel like he needs to speak to me thinks oh well it's Nana's car so I'll talk to Nana about her car he'd like to sidestep the fact that I'm in the family and that I'm part of this fucking unit and that we have to communicate for whatever reason he chooses not to speak to me and that's fine like I can't I told him before I said listen I can't wait until you have children because here's the deal you're gonna wake up one day and you're gonna have this amazing little human in front of you that you love more than the fucking sun you're going to want to make their life perfect. And you're going to think, I'm going to give them a perfect like life. I'm not going to do what my parents did to me. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that this little baby is loved and okay. <coughs> and then life happens. And you realize that maybe you fucked your kid up without even realizing that you were fucking your kid up until it's too late. And now you've definitely fucked your kid up and you're trying to overcome how you did that and resolve and repair the bond. And it is not easy. I do deserve the anger that he has toward me. I did do that. I'm very angry at myself for that. I wish that I could go back in time in a fucking time traveling machine and slap the shit out of myself and say, bitch, sober up. Quit playing the victim and take control of your life. Your children deserve a mother, not a drunk. I wish that I could go back in time and say that to myself. But guess what? I can't. I can't because I'm a human. I'm not a wizard. I'm not a time traveling extraordinaire. And I am just doing what I can do with what I have to the best of my ability. And that's all you can do. All you can do is say sorry and hope that they forgive you and hope that you have the ability to correct the error. And sometimes just accepting the fact that they may never forgive you and that is your burden to carry. That's on you. That's all you can do. Sometimes just that action is enough to aid in healing because I accept my child and I accept him for who he is, even if he's got mental health issues. And I accept that I have done things in my life that I am not proud of and that I am disappointed and ashamed of. But guess what? I still deserve to be loved and I still deserve to have a healthy, functional family. And I am fighting like hell to keep that shit going. And it's hard. It's very difficult to explain to people. Like Jacob looked at me and was like, well, you're not working. And I said, first of all, you're right. I'm not working right now. I'm trying to go to work. And your dad has put every fucking measure in front of me to make sure that I fucking can't. uh, Because he still has some type of vendetta for the fact that I've left him since 2006. Like, find somebody else to fuck with, dude. I don't ever want to see you again. Leave me the fuck alone. He was doing some creep shit, like adding people on Snapchat and trying to figure out where I was. Like, so he could call them in because of my warrant. Like, that's where it is right now. And... I'm waiting for legal counsel to figure out what I need to do with regard to the warrant. 
because when I went down there to go try and clear it up, I realized it was a very serious deal and I need more assistance than to just walk in there and fuck myself over because I could walk in there and not come out for six months. And I'm not trying to do that with a mom that's got Alzheimer's in a house that I'm trying to sell. We would be in financial ruin by the time I got out. So at this very moment in time, I need to get legal counsel and figure out what my options are. And there's a process. I have to apply for a sit down with an attorney through Oregon State Bar. And I qualify for um, representation because they didn't appoint me a public defender. And that's what I'm trying to do. I have a legal right to to have legal counsel and I'm seeking that right out before I go back to work. I have a lot of shit that I have to do before that happens. And in the process of me trying to sell the house and make memories with my family, because guess what? Jacob's probably going off to college or moving on sometime next year. So I've got that. I had this one summer to make memories with my kids and my mom and I, and every holiday and birthday milestone is important to us. It's important to me, especially because I'm, I'm going to miss the shit out of my mom. And all the while I have shit going on with like random things. Like, I don't know how to explain certain fights that we've had as a family But I can tell you, when I was going through my mother's room, I found journals. And I wanted to, because I had also found a piece of paper that discussed a safety deposit box that went missing, that went, I have no fucking clue where it is. I have no idea what was inside of it. I have to locate the company that takes charge of the box and see if we can get ownership back of the box. And that's what we're doing, okay? In that process, I thought to myself, you know what? She's not going to remember to tell me certain things. It'll probably be beneficial that I have a fucking log of what she was up to before the Alzheimer's got too bad. And as I'm reading through the journals, I realized that my ex-husband had been calling my mother. Like this fucking psychopath has been calling my mother and pumping her full of information, trying to get information on me and Brent telling her lies about debt that Brent and I had occurred he, somewhere he pulled out of his ass that we had supposedly had $60,000 worth of debt between the two of us, which was not true. And, um, and really souring the relationship that I had with my mother also discovered that he had become aware that my mother probably had Alzheimer's through their conversations. And, um, I had instructed her a long time ago not to talk with him. I said, please don't speak with Brad. It's a betrayal to me if you speak with him. He's not good for our family. I don't want him anywhere near our family or or my children. I don't want him near me or my husband or anything. I want nothing to do with this man because he's insane. And guess what? He still managed to say so that five years ago when I was having a hard time with my mother and our relationship, we didn't speak for like a year. Because she started getting these fucked up ideas about me. And I was like, what is going on? And in the journals, as I'm reading, I discover that Brad was calling my mother and telling her lies about me. And then asking her to give him information about me. And she was more than happy to because she was convinced that I was coming for her money. Like, the level of fucking insanity that this man has is astounding to me. Like... 
that fucking happened, dude. I'm not even remotely, I'm not pulling this shit out of my ass. I read it in her journals that he called her actively trying to get information, trying to pump her head full of fucking bullshit lies about me and my husband and our kids. And like, literally he is the devil. And so I want nothing to do with this man. I don't want to, I'm literally considering a restraining order at this point because he's done nothing but fuck with me. Like ever since I had the audacity to fucking leave him. So, uh, maybe he'll find a new supply and a new victim to pick on because I'm the only one he can find out of his ex-wives. If you'll note, every single one of his ex-wives has absolutely fucking disappeared off the face of the planet. No social media presence. They want nothing to do with this man. And there's a reason why that is the case because I'm the only person he could find. And the reason for that is that we shared a child and I have been unfortunate enough to have to experience this man for as long as I have. And I cannot fucking wait until he is out of my life forever. Like I have constantly said, leave me alone. Do not talk to me. Do not contact me. Don't contact my mother. Don't contact my friends. Don't contact my husband, my ex-husband. No, um, just don't leave me the fuck alone. And I've said, why are we going 35 miles an hour on the fucking freeway? I am behind an absolute idiot. I can't. Sorry, I am just not dealing well with these people. Anyway, (coughs) so that being said, I was really upset and I discovered uh, this dude is like not ever let me go. He's never let me go and never let me be my own space always had to have a hand in my existence and my well-being and the whole purpose of me getting a warrant out for my arrest is because of the child support court and the things that he did fraudulently where he told the court that I didn't pay him even though Brent and I did pay him um oh my god this guy's a fucking idiot you know when you drive by people and you just have to to like look at them when you drive by to see if they look as stupid as they drive that just fucking happened anyway <laughs> i have been absolutely tormented by this fucking psychopath and i am done i don't want anything to do with them i'm upset with the fact like personally just just as a person okay if for some reason i had the insight to know that somebody's mother likely had something as serious as Alzheimer's or dementia. I would take it upon myself to reach out to their family and say, hey, you may not have noticed anything going on with your mom, but this conversation I had with her was rather concerning. And I think it might be in her best interest if you had a little look-see to see how she's doing and check on your mom. Just person to person. Like, as a normal fucking person who cares about the well-being of others who has empathy and the ability to I don't know not be a fucking psychopath and so this dude knew five years before I did that my mother was likely suffering with this fucking disease five fucking years and not only did he not tell me about it he took it upon himself to warp her fucking idea of who I was as a person Oh, look, another person from Washington who can't fucking use their blinker. God, I'm angry right now because I have a lot of fucking rage. And so this morning I went through a bunch of bullshit with my kid and I 
have been sifting through some bullshit that I had with his dad over my mother and some journal entries that I discovered the other day when I was cleaning her room. And so, no, I did not, in fact, discover where the social security deposit box or safety security deposit box went. But I did discover that my ex-husband's a fucking psychopath and will not leave me alone. That is something I, I learned for certain. And so because of that, I've been sitting with this thought of, do I get a restraining order? And how do I prove that this dude is meddling in my life and has like a vendetta against me? What are my legal options to get this dude to back the fuck up? Like this guy's going to fucking kill me. I'm not kidding you. If this, if I end up missing or dead, it's because Brad Fulfs fucking killed me at this point because who cannot let go of somebody leaving you in 2006. Okay. That you've got to go so far as to like factually fucking lie in court and say, no, they never paid me child support. You should set out a fucking uh, thing on her license. And yeah, I'm going to be waiting for that three grand, which by the way, I already fucking paid you. If you'll remember, I forgave $10,000 worth of debt so that you and your dumbass wife Shelby could go buy a house that you didn't buy because your license was on hold. So all of this is literally his way of getting back at me for him being a piece of shit a long time ago. And so he lied in court, said that I owed him child support. I have paid him. We paid him through PayPal. Can we get access to that login? No, but I know I have records that we paid him this amount that he's saying we didn't fucking pay him. I think at most, maybe I owe him 500 and guess what, dude, I forgave 10 grand. We should be fucking square right now. Not to mention the fact that I'm dealing with our child who you convinced to get off of his meds. And then I had to deal with all of that backlash. Like you've done nothing but make my life a fucking nightmare nightmare. And Um, I know that you still listen to my podcast. I know that. So you can hear me right now directly saying, Brad Fulfs, go fuck yourself. And second of all, I'm not going to require any more communication between the two of us ever. Anytime you try to reach out to me, I will be actively blocking you. And I'm seeking a restraining order and looking into my legal options as to how to fucking sue you at this point. Because... You've done nothing but make my life a fucking nightmare. You've done nothing but make my child's life a fucking nightmare. And I'm angry about it. And then I and then I get to deal with him in my home freaking out on me about... Like, honestly, the shit that I did, yeah. You know what? Jacob is fucked up. But he's not all fucked up just because of me. I certainly didn't fucking help. But I can guarantee you that Brad played an active role in fucking that kid up. And it wasn't just me that did it. I'm take, I'm the only one taking the fall for it because God forbid Jacob even try to remotely exercise an ounce of anger or frustration toward his father and his own actions. Uh, Jacob would be crucified. Jacob's already been given a restraining order against his fucking grandfather because Brad doesn't want anybody to access his dad's money. In the restraining order, it literally says, even if Jim leaves you money, you don't have access to it. Like that's what, like, I don't even know the fucking verbiage, but it was clear as day to me that that was what the prerogative was. Like, I was like, oh, okay, so this is about money. Meanwhile, Brad's floundering around up in Tacoma doing whatever the fuck he's got to go be Jesus or something um, with his brand new shiny family that he's he won't allow Jacob to be a part of. He 
is a nightmare. And I pray for those children and I pray for his wife because they're going to fucking eat it. As soon as that man has some type of weird mental break, he's going to fuck the entire family up. And it's just going to be bad. I feel bad for all of them. And I think he's genuinely a hazard and a risk to the fucking public at large, to be honest. And so (coughs) I was dealing with that. I've been sitting with that kind of anger and dealing with Jacob and my mom, who is, I love her. I love her so much. And it is so hard to watch her fall apart like this. And then I've got naysayers in our family uh, who don't believe that she's sick. (laughs) They're like, your mother tracks things just fine. I talked with her last week and the week before. No, she's really good at bullshitting you. But I can promise you that if she doesn't remember that I left the house an hour ago and she calls me three fucking times to ask where I am and when I'll be back, those three times, she can't even remember to grab something that she set out to go get downstairs. From the time that she goes upstairs to downstairs, she forgets what she was going to do. Okay, my mother is sick. She has dementia slash Alzheimer's. It's actually Alzheimer's. Um, Alzheimer's. And so she does require my help. And people don't get that. And I'm doing the best that I fucking can. Okay, I don't do anything for myself at this point. I have one date tonight, which I have. I don't know how the fuck I agreed to go to that because I'm already stressed out about it. I don't really want to go, but I've already canceled on this dude many times. Like part of me is like, why, what am I doing right now? You know, like I have so much shit going on in my life. Like I don't need a fucking boyfriend, right? I don't need a fucking boyfriend. And, um, there is a part of me that, that does get like lonely and sad. Like it would be so nice to be able to have, like I took Brent for granted so much. I didn't even realize it until like the ice storm and shit. I, it would be nice to have a partner show up for me who loves me and cares about who I am as a person. It would be really nice to have that. And I didn't understand what I had until it was gone. And that's just life. Um, and I'm grateful for the time that we had together. And I'm grateful that I learned to be a good fucking person in the time that we haven't been together. So because of that, I am continuing on my little journey and asking myself, like, do I really need to be in partnership right now? Because for me, yes, emotionally, it would be really great to have a person to to talk to or to relate to who can sympathize with me or even just like giggle with or have fun with. But at this place in my life right now, at this period of time, I just have to show up and put the work in. Like that's all that this is at this point. It is get the house sold, take her on the trip because she's fading and she's fading fast and she's not going to, I don't want to take her on a trip. She's not going to remember, you know, but the camping trips she didn't remember and she's grateful to have them and I'm able to show her these videos of her in them and she's happy she remembers laughing with her grandchildren she knows that her grandchildren have laughed with her and all the while I'm watching this shit on the fucking television about the people in the northern stretch of Gaza okay so when they first distributed aid in the ceasefire 
These people in the northern strip of Gaza did not receive any of the humanitarian aid because the trucks could not make it to the northern part of Gaza. Okay? They just couldn't. Um, because what the the IDF did was they bombed everything. They did airstrikes. It's kind of like Stalin. Um, have you heard of Stalin? Stalinburg? It's like during World War II, right? Uh, Stalingrad, I think is the phrase. So the the Nazis, right, um, were attacking this small town in Germany. And what they did was they, they bombed the shit out of this town, right? And then they weren't able to get it. So their main equipment was tanks. It's a very similar situation to the IDF. Uh, Stalin, Stalinburg, Stalingrad, whatever, you can Google it. And so the issue that they were coming into is that they couldn't bring, they couldn't bring their tanks, uh, because they had bombed the shit out of this town. And so the rubble, uh, was preventing them to travel freely on, on the ground. It would, it would tip the tanks over. It's just not possible. You can't get over it. Same story with the humanitarian aid. Yes, there was a ceasefire. Were they able to get the aid through? No, they were not. They were able to drop it off, and that was all that they could do. And guess what? Most of it didn't make its way to the north. So, for the first part uh, of the of the siege on Gaza, okay, you can you can visually see that these people are doing the best that they can. They're literally feeding these cats that they have. Because the cats of Gaza are like royalty. They treat them very well. They're loving. They, they, they love the, the cats of Gaza, okay? It, they bring comfort to the children. They are spiritually inclined creatures. They're very loving and caring. And there's a bond there, okay? It has gotten to the point where... I mean, they've exhausted everything. They have nothing left to eat. There are people that have ground up pigeon food and are making that into like some type of weird oatmeal to feed their children. There are kids that have starved to death now. And the sad part about this whole thing is that on the other side of that wall are tons of trucks just full of food, you know, just so many. Um, sorry. I just, I can't like if there, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. If you can see that, like even, even with everything that I'm going through in my family's life. Okay. Everything that I'm juggling, I see it. You have to work really fucking hard not to see it. And if you are looking at it and it doesn't bring about a sense of rage, of the injustice happening to these people. If you are stupid enough to genuinely believe that they deserve this, that they've asked for this, that this is okay, you're a fucked up human and I don't want you anywhere near me or my children. Period. There are hundreds of trucks next to these walls that are blocking the people of Gaza from getting out and food from getting in. Okay. There's these walls surrounded by military guards and bombing and snipers. They want, they, 
they're stuck, okay? They're fish in a barrel and they're being starved to death. And they've resorted now to killing the cats to keep their kids alive. Can you imagine having to kill the one thing that has kept the hope in your children's eyes? There, that spark of hope, that joy, that little tiny creature has to die now. Your children know that they're eating it. Like, do you know how fucked up that is? And so I saw a quote that Umber had put on her Insta about rage. And um, I would have put it on my protest sign today. It said, let my rage be a portal to liberation and freedom. And I really felt that because there's only so much you can witness as a person. There's something to be said about the Iraq war. We didn't fucking know. Our country lied to us. We barely even had smartphones back then. We didn't know what the fuck they were doing. We didn't know how fucking corrupt this government is. Our country is built on the back of people that we won't recognize as citizens. And built on top of the bones of the people that they trampled and murdered and slaughtered in order to steal this land. We are a very fucked up nation, okay? And then the worst part about it is there are good people in this country that genuinely believe, like, God save America. God free the Christians. Bitch, Christians have been fucking trampling people for a very long time. Which is one of the main reasons why I looked at, you know, the Muslim faith as an option, as an alternative. Because it very much coincides with Christianity and I believe in it quite a bit. But I have, uh, I have had the displeasure of, of watching this on my handheld device and looking around at people around me. And I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with them. How... Like, how are you actively supporting Israel? How does one actively support something like this? When you know the history, when you see the stories, when you're fully fucking aware of everything that's happened so far, how do you actually tell me that this is okay? They're slaughtering children out there. There are fathers putting their fucking children in bags. They don't even get, like, the worst, the, it, it just keeps getting more and more fucked up the more that you read about it. Like, there was a little girl who survived being run over by a dozer. The pressure on her body was so great, it burst every single blood vessel in her fucking head. Her eyes were blood red. They were black. She opened her eyes and they were black. They were fucking black. And her father and her brother and her mother died. And they ran her family over. And that is the fucking thing that's happening over that type of shit. It's, that is one of so many fucked up stories, dude. So I don't understand how you could just sit there and be like, well, it's not my problem because they're a thousand miles away. It should be everybody's fucking problem, dude. It is everybody's fucking problem. 
If you have an ounce of humanity, if you have an ounce of God inside of your soul, that is a fucking problem. And I told my daughter, like, she can't look at these images because they're so gory and she's too young, okay? But I tell her what happens. I say, listen, I don't want you to see that stuff. You can't. It's not good for your mental health. You cannot look at that. But what you do need to understand is that your mother is actively protesting against this war and uh, against the people of Gaza, this genocide, this ethnic cleansing. I genuinely feel like she needs to know that if there is any kind of hope in the future in this world, it is in the resistance. Because it's not going to be fucking televised, but you can talk about it with your children. It's in the resistance, okay? Where you get up and you make the fucking sign and you go to the picket line and you tell people what the fuck you're about. You can tell your children about it and you can show up every fucking day for that because it matters. And I don't care that I haven't done anything fun for myself. Like at this point, it's just fucking go time, right? Like there's a lot of stuff going on and I am, I am deeply touched by what's happening to these people. I really am. And I just, I just pray to God, you know, that, that the ICJ will implement orders for an immediate ceasefire so these people can get some fucking food. You know, like, it's just the fact that it's had to go on for over 110 days. You know, like, what the fuck, dude? I told Braylon this morning, I said, there, there's a moment where all of us got to live ignorant, you know, like it was TikTok dances. It was, oh, the NFL, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. It was, oh, Sabrina, uh, Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, Haley drama. We got to idolize, you know, our celebrities for, for a moment in time. Right. And then it was like something profound happened. And for the first time, social media was able to actually capture what was happening. And reality was these little handheld devices that they gave to each one of us and told us to waste our lives away and focus all our energy on the social media platforms that they gave to us and, and made into these separate identities that we all sit and just build up and build up and build up all this bullshit that they had us focusing on has been turned around and you used actually utilized as a tool to spread the message of our ignorance, of our blind ignorance and our complicity or complicity. Complicit? Well, we're complicit. I don't fucking know how to say it. <laughs> the point is it backfired on them because now every single person has a handheld device. Every single person, even the people in Gaza had handheld devices. And when this shit popped off and went down, people are smart. They didn't think that they would be able to do this without power. They're smart. They managed to charge their cell phones with the cell phone, with the car batteries and, and generate their own phone charging stations. They built ovens out of mud and clay. These people are, are the fruit of the earth. Okay. These are, 
This is the oldest DNA that we have on this fucking planet. Okay. If you trace it back, the Palestinian people, Jesus was a Palestinian. Okay. He was a Palestinian refugee. And if you go back, this is some of the oldest DNA. Why are they trying to wipe it off the face of the planet? And why is the focus on children? You have a city of two 0.2 million people and 60% of those people are children and you are going to indiscriminately bomb every single section of that city and you're telling me that you don't care because Hamas go fuck yourself go fuck yourself go fuck your mother go fuck your sisters aunts uncle I don't give a fuck fuck everybody if you think for a second that that is a reasonable justified excuse to buy into some bullshit of a genocide And so let my rage be a portal for freedom and liberation, right? Tell your fucking kids. Tell your fucking children. Tell your fucking grandparents about this shit because people need to fucking hear it. It isn't something that needs to be quietly swept up under the rug. It isn't something that needs to be ignored so we can get back to our fucking Pinterest. Like, go fuck your Pinterest, okay? Nobody gives a fuck about your Pinterest. (laughs) I don't. I got other shit going on, man. I don't give a fuck about your Pinterest. And so I hope that today you're able to see that one, you're not the only train wreck out there. Two, there's some shit going on that's real and we need to show up for it because the resistance is not going to be fucking televised. But there's something about the fact that this is the first time where we as people are witnessing it, okay, in front of us in real time. You can't fucking lie about the bodies, man. There are so many bodies, they don't have places for them to be buried. They're doing mass graves at this point. And even then... They're running them over with dozers. They can't even rest in peace. They're just horrible. And so my my question is everybody wants to know what they would have done during the Holocaust. Well, you're doing it right now. There were plenty of naysayers. There were plenty of ignorant fucks who didn't give a shit about anyone but themselves. And the evil of the world is only possible by those who will do nothing about it. So be somebody who will do something about the evils of this world. And tell your children, tell your fucking kids. So they know what's right and what's wrong. Because that's all we have left. Anyways, kill I love you. Have a good day. Bye.